Welcome to the Heartland Community Church Podcast, which is designed to help you in your personal spiritual growth. This podcast is part one in the series, The Jesus I Wish You Knew. Today's message by Eric Parks is titled, Jesus the Healer. A number of years ago, I had a student uh, attended Delta, and um, he ended up in Palm Beach Atlantic, South Florida, and invited me for a football game to watch the Denver Broncos, who I love play the Miami Dolphins there in South Florida. And uh, I was so excited. It was actually season opener. So I flew down to South Florida and met up with my buddy, and we put on all of our Broncos gear, and we headed to Joe Robbie Stadium. Now, you know, I was raised, right? And so I know like when you're in other people's house, there's a certain way to behave. Now, I was still gonna wear my Broncos jersey, but I had no doubt, like when we were there, there's decorum, there are rules, right? Well, we get into our seats, and um, it wasn't but a few plays into the game that it became pretty clear uh, that there were some Broncos fans right in front of me. Those guys didn't, weren't raised right. No one told them about decorum. And um, about halfway through the game, Carson and I realized that um, we were going to be associated with their bad behavior as Broncos fans, right? Because they were, the whole game, yelling at other Miami fans, causing a mess, acting a fool. We were minding our own business, but we were guilty by association. And we knew that because pretty soon, even though we hadn't said a thing, we had insults that were being hurled at us just because they were like a few rows in front of us. They started to throw popcorn and food. And um, I wanted to yell at everybody, hey, we don't know these guys. Well, yes, we're wearing the same jersey. We root for the same team. But we're not a bunch of jerks like these guys. I was thinking about this because I think sometimes when we think about our faith, I think sometimes Jesus has gotten a bad name because of the stuff that you and I do as Christians. I think sometimes we wear his jersey and um, people associate some behavior as Christians with who Jesus is. And and I'm not just saying that anecdotally. Actually, Barna did some research like in 2018 where they posed some questions to the general public about perception of Christians. And and it's interesting because when they ask Christians about other Christians, the words we describe each other as are caring and hopeful and friendly and generous. But when you ask a non-Christian, tell us what you think about Christians. This is how they describe us. Narrow-minded, misogynistic, racist, uptight. Barna, in that report, says some things that I think we have to consider. And I quote, will the public witness of evangelicals be a bridge or a barrier to the very thing they hold most dear? Persuading others to put their faith in Christ. And so we're diving into this series with that in mind. Like, how do we as Christians act? And for those of you that don't know Jesus, what is it about Jesus 
that we wish you knew. In spite sometimes of the mistakes that we as Christians make. So over the next few weeks, we're going to try to introduce all of us, Christians, non-Christians, people who are on the edge of their faith to who Jesus is based on what we see in the Bible, like who he is. So let me pray real quick for us. God, give us eyes to hear. Give us ears, eyes to see and hear what it is that you would have us see and hear. I pray for all my friends that are joining in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have your Bible, I want you to open up your Bible. Now, if you're at home, go get it. It's cool. Or open up your phone. It's totally cool. I want you to open your Bible to Luke chapter 22. And I want to hone in on one specific passage that I think helps paint a picture for like who Jesus really is. Now, it's found in like all three of the Gospels, but I'm going to be sort of focusing in on Luke chapter 22. Now, let me give you a little backstory. This is the night of Jesus' arrest in Luke chapter 22. So we know this, that Jesus ended up uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane like a forest. And he was praying and he had talked to his followers and just asked them to stay up with him. And um, these were some of the disciples and we know like um, they fell asleep. So Jesus went and he woke them up and then they fell asleep. And then um, a group of armed soldiers came to arrest Jesus, right? They were gonna arrest him and then they were gonna take him ultimately to his trial and execution. So um, it is in this setting that these soldiers and a few others show up to arrest Jesus. And in Luke chapter 22, verse 49, it says, when Jesus' followers saw what was going on, they see Jesus about to be arrested. They said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And before they could, before Jesus could answer, one of the disciples struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. Now, you ever got hit in the ear? You ever got hit in the ear? Is it not the worst pain ever? Like getting hit in the ear hurts so bad. So this guy coming to arrest Jesus gets his ear cut off, extremely painful. But, but it's interesting because when I started thinking about this passage, what we know is that there's something about this guy that, that made me ask some questions. Now, the Bible tells us in one of the gospels that the servant, the guy that gets his ear cut off, his name is Malchus. And this is what we know about him. He was the servant of the high priest, Caiaphas, okay? Um, and Caiaphas was for sure, a guy that knew what was going on with Jesus. Now, I got to thinking about Malchus. Remember, Malchus is the guy that gets his ear cut off. I got to thinking as a servant of Caiaphas, I bet you Caiaphas put Malchus on all kinds of missions to find out who Jesus was, right? That he probably sent him on spy missions, that Malchus, it would be within reason that Malchus would have hung out with Jesus, pretended to know Jesus, listened in on what Jesus said. And, and, it, and it dawned on me when I was reading this passage, why in the world would a lowly servant be the person that Peter strikes? Like, does that make any sense to you? Why would a servant have his ear cut off? 
Because in those days, like servants, they didn't walk at the front of the pack. Servants always found themselves at the rear. They, they would be following behind. So either Peter goes to the back of the group to find Caiaphas or Malchus and cut his ear off, or Malchus was standing at the front. Well, I got to thinking about this servant. And if it is true that Malchus would have known who Jesus was, would have tracked who Jesus hung with, there's no doubt that Malchus would know what Jesus said in Luke chapter four when he said that the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. And Malchus would have gone, well, well I'm the poor. And he would have known when Jesus said, hey, he, God has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners. And Malchus would have gone, I'm a prisoner to recover sight for the blind and to release the oppressed. Malchus would have heard this and gone, that's me. Like Jesus is the guy who sets people like me free. And if you're a slave, a servant, that's like music to your ears, right? That there's this guy who's walking around talking about setting people free like me. And so I wondered, could it be that the whole reason that Malchus was at the front of that crowd was because he knew who Jesus was interested in and he wanted to see maybe for the last time if maybe that Jesus could do something for him. Now, we don't know for sure, right? But this is what I do know. Like, when we talk about Jesus setting people free, when we talk about Jesus and what he can do for our lives, isn't it true that every single one of us at some point in our lives have heard that message? And just like Malchus, we're like, oh, well, that actually sounds pretty good. Like, I'd love to live a life of purpose that's filled with life. I'd love to be set free and, and, and live with the plan. Like if Jesus can do that, I wanna go check him out and figure out like, how do I do that? But it, it's become pretty clear to me that there's a bunch of us just like Malchus who've shown up to see what Jesus was about and somebody metaphorically cut our ear off. I mean, a bunch of you. Pain by Christians is part of your story. Somebody did something to you and all you were trying to do was check out Jesus. All you were trying to do was understand who Jesus is. That's all you were trying to do. And a Christian hurt you. So I wanna to talk to a couple groups. I wanna start with us Christians. Listen. This is what I know about so many of us that call Heartland home and love Jesus. You do love him. You love Jesus. But sometimes if we're honest, we don't love like him. Christians, we have to stop cutting people's ears off. You need to put down your sword 
Because I think some of us, we do, we love Jesus so much that we feel like we gotta get on Facebook and just bring the heat. We have to defend at all costs. We have to swing our swords. And sometimes we'll attack anybody who we perceive just doesn't love Jesus, right? That was Peter. He sees Malchus, and Malchus must not love Jesus, so I've gotta go and cut his ear off. Christians, stop it. Would you put down your sword? Some of us say, yeah, but it's just tough love, and I'm telling you, that is not Jesus' love. I had a friend, you've seen him a bunch, Charmant, and he was talking about us as followers of Jesus, and that oftentimes if we just look around at our lives, we'll see whether or not we love like Jesus whether we just love him or we love like him. And this is his quote, and I think it's pretty perfect. Charmant said, if around you hearts are vexed and souls are being crushed, then Christian, you're tripping. Can I ask you, like, how are you doing these days loving like Jesus? Isaiah 61.1 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison and followers of Jesus. How are you doing these days? Bringing good news to the poor. Like, how are you doing these days? Binding up the brokenhearted. Like, how's that going these days? Because the truth is, what our world needs is people who both love Jesus and then love like him. And Heartland, you've heard me talk about this. Listen, I see a place for anyone and everyone. I see a place for the broken, the lost, the struggling, for those that don't know what they believe, that are trying really hard to figure it out, who wrestle with faith, who don't have the right answers, but they won't come into our house. If when they don't have the right answers, we cut their ears off. They just won't. We have to throw parties for people who walk into our house to maybe just check out this Jesus guy. I love what Revelations 22.2 says. It says, in the middle of its street, on the other side of the river, there was a tree of life bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And I'm asking like, Heartlander, will you join me in building a place for the healing of the nations? And then, then I wanna to talk to a second group. I wanna to talk to the group that showed up at a place once in your life at some time genuinely trying to understand who this Jesus is. And maybe when you showed up, somebody hurt you, like devastated you, said something that was inappropriate, looked at you the wrong way, had you sit in the wrong place. Can I first say that I'm really sorry? Like I'm really, I'm really sorry that you got hurt on behalf of all Christians and definitely on that behalf of Jesus. I'm sorry, 
If you've been hurt, your pain's real and it's personal and it's undeserved, okay? But can I ask you, could, could you let it go? Could you see if Jesus might be able to heal your brokenness? Because this is what he came to do ultimately. And sure, his followers, we've messed it up. We just do. We mess stuff up. But this is what Jesus said that says in Matthew chapter 11. There's no doubt about this. He says this. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And maybe those of you that have been hurt, would you let down your guard just enough to see if maybe Jesus could heal your brokenness? I mean, truthfully, this is what Malchus did. I mean, this is what Malchus had to decide. I mean, if we're honest. Here's this guy, he shows up just to see what Jesus is about. And as soon as he does, he gets his ear cut off. And in that moment, he could have grabbed his ear and went, oh, I see, I see who it is. I show up to see this guy, Jesus, the guy who says he sets captives free, and I get my ear cut off. And he could have taken his ear, put it in his pocket, which would have been disgusting, but towed it around the rest of his life, telling people, you know what? Don't listen to that Jesus guy. Don't listen to his followers. Because you know what they do? They cut people's ears off. That's what they do. If you show up at that church, they're going to cut your ear off. He could have done that. Or he could have let Jesus do what Jesus does. Like, heal him. Jesus picks up his ear places it back on, and he, and he fixes him. You know, the Jesus I wish we could all just know is Jesus, that Jesus, Jesus the healer. Because here's what my guess is. I don't know where you find yourself, but I bet you've got some stuff, some brokenness, that maybe you'd like to get healed. Like your marriage some brokenness with your job or a relationship with your kids. I mean, what's really broken your life? And what needs to be fixed? Because see, this Jesus that I know, he's the healer. He's the one that brings it all together. And I wish you could come to know that Jesus because... He wants to fix what's broken in your life. That, that's what he came to do. And by faith, like we can receive his promise of healing by putting our lives in his hand. And so the invitation is simple. Do you want to know that Jesus? Regardless if you've gone to church your whole life, do you want to know that Jesus? Because I know he wants to know you. Let's pray. God, for all my friends who have all sorts of brokenness and past traumas, 
Some of us are hurt. Some of us were the herder. I just pray that we all have the courage to lay it aside and to encounter you as who you are. Not what someone wearing your jersey did to us, but you. Help my friends who are listening now who have experienced past pain, real pain from the church. Be able to put that aside in an attempt to know you and let you heal it. And help us as Christians do a better job, not just loving you, but loving like you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the message, Jesus the Healer, with Eric Parks, lead pastor at Heartland Community Church. You can experience the entire service this message came from by going to heartland.cc and clicking on the watch page, or on YouTube at Heartland CC Rockford, or you can watch it on the Heartland CC app. Thanks for listening.